Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey guys, this is Anthony. Just wanted to let you guys know. That before you listen to this episode, keep, uh, keep in mind that we recorded this back in May. Kevin and I have been very busy with work and just other things going on. He's doing grad school. I am just busy with work. Um, so just keep that in mind that this is an older episode. I believe that we recorded this right after the end of the Indy 500, um, more or less, I think, that is where this is. Um, just pretty much just doing the edits I wrote down. So yeah, this is episode 94. Episode 95 will come out uh, probably on July 20th, and if it doesn't, well, boy, that's going to sound funny. Anyways, enjoy. going on everyone welcome back to another episode of left turns and loud noises it is episode 94 i am your host anthony dietrich we are recording live on june 2nd 2021 and guess who's back guess who is back with us once again it is my partner in crime the mayor of indianapolis at this point and the <laughs> king of the speedway kevin costello Get right into it, man. How was the Indy 500? Uh, just so good, man. I, uh, you know, I was, I was listening to the radio with, uh, I couldn't find my headphones, but now that I have AirPods to flex on, not only the people who I was watching the race with, but, uh, you as well, Anthony, it was, uh, what a swell time and, uh, can't, can't wait to really get into the combo about it. I mean, one of the best days of my life, a hundred percent. One of the best Indy 500s, I think, not even just in the terms of racing, but in the scale of the fact that last year's race was not in May, had no fans, and was kind of lackluster. I mean, this one, it was a sellout crowd over there, right? Like, it was a lot of people. It was more than a sellout crowd. There's Like, they say 135,000. Like, every person, every person that I talked to, who, like, you know, been to previous 500s, they're like, there was no way this was just 135,000. <laughs> It's so cool to have seen it. So let's just get into it. We had Elio, Elio, eh, 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 Elio, Elio. He got his fourth unprecedented 
fourth Indy 500, Kevin. Can you believe that? Like, we are living in a timeline where Elio Castroneves, 20 years ago, like, he has four Indy 500s now. It has tied the record with, I believe it is Al Unser Sr. and Rick Mears, but let me just confirm that because I know I'm probably wrong. There's one more. I'm going to let you figure it out, though. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but let me. Wait, what's, what's your top of the head guess? Um, I want to say Mario, but I'm definitely not correct. No, it's AJ Foyt. AJ there we Foyt. go. How could I? <laughs> so AJ Foyt, yeah. Al Unser, and Rick Mears, and now Elio Castroneves mm-hmm. are at the top with four Indy 500 wins. That is insane. And he did it with Meyer Shank Racing. Like, unbelievable yeah. seeing the 06 win the Indy 500. What a move to do it, too. Yeah, not to flex or anything, but the tire specialist from Shank Racing I talked to, like, during, I, I think it was practice week, like, he came over to me and me and this other person that were working, and we just chatted us up, and I was like, oh, yeah, what do you do? Are you for Harvey, or hell yeah, you know, I'm for both. And I wish him good luck, and <laughs> not to flex or anything, but I think that good you. luck wish added some horsepower. It was literally all of you, man. I'll yeah. tell you what, that final run to the finish it was amazing. I mean, we can get into everything here, but let's go ahead and just start off with, I guess, the pageantries of the race. Yeah. So, first of all, how was everything? What is that buildup for, like, at the Indy 500? I know Methy could also give us a good answer here, but tell us what the most recent one felt like to you. It felt like everyone who was at that race knew what it meant, and it wasn't just, like, casual fans there like every person around me was like this is really cool we respect this history and then like uh, one guy stands out to me right after the race uh older gentleman looked back at me and a couple of my intern buddies and was like y'all have no idea like the scale of what you just witnessed because like a four-time the last what four-time winner was in like to get that fourth win was in the 90s i believe i believe that was rick mears in 91 yeah, so it's been 30 years since that moment has been reached. And just to, for that to be my first 500 was just incredibly surreal. And, like, the celebration, man. I know you, you were posting about it on, uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. as it was happening. But that's probably the best post-race celebration. And I'm not going to say that I've ever seen. Like, I'm not going to just say that, but potentially in my life. Like, in, all, in our lifetime, I can't yeah. think of a better celebration. I want to say for what I've seen personally, because I ha- obviously you weren't alive in 98, and I was... I was going to say Dale 98 point. vibes. Yeah. Th- that's exactly. I saw someone tweet, I think it was our, our good friend Phil Clark, said this, IndyCar is having its Dale Senior 98 moment, and I couldn't I agree. have agreed more. That was like, it was amazing. I think the closest thing that we've seen as far as like NASCAR goes... I would say the 2017 championship with Martin Truex Jr. was a huge moment. 2004, um, you know, Dale Jr. winning the 500 was amazing. Uh, and I guess 2001, obviously, the Pepsi yeah. 400. Um, just this moment, I can't, like, every single person that has ever interacted with Elio Castroneves or even just knew of him was on, like, the front stretch or coming down pit road to celebrate. I mean, we saw Mario <laughs> Andretti bless him and kiss him yeah. on the forehead that was amazing <laughs> fun fact fun fact about mario andretti my buddy went out to dinner after the race like 20 minutes from the speedway only only him and his the group he was with were in the, re- in the restaurant mario andretti walks in after that let's go <laughs> like just the weirdest aside but yeah i mean for him to, to climb the fence we knew that was gonna happen the whole oh, spider-man dude, we knew thing that was gonna happen 
But just like every time you thought he was done with celebrating, he just kept on going. Like it looked like he was heading back to the car. They were going to cut to commercial, and then Mm -hmm. he just bolted down the front stretch, just waving to everyone. Then all like Will Power came up. I loved his interaction with Simon Pagina. Like, oh, the interaction you know, like, with Pagina was great. He's like, oh, I was coming to get you. And, like, the <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> we didn't even really, like, maybe we didn't even notice that he ended up getting third from Pato on oh, the yeah. last lap. Like, that was a great lap. move, too. It was on the outside, it, I think. Dude, I'm pretty sure three more laps Pagina would have had him because he, he crawled his way up there. Like, he came yeah, from him and his head back. Ed Carpenter really yeah. worked their way back. That was awesome. Yeah. See, and I know that, obviously, Pagina got help from Scott McLaughlin. I was really hoping Scott was legitimate fourth place, but right. <laughs> either way, I mean, yeah, but, that celebration was unreal. And I got to say, um, shouts out to NBC on my end for not cutting the commercial super quick on that and letting the moment breathe. I can't tell yes. you how many moments in NASCAR I wish they would let that happen instead of just like shoving a microphone in their face on the front stretch. Like let the moment breathe. And something as special yeah. as that, that was amazing to watch. I'm glad that the first interview we got with Elio was in victory lane with, I believe it was um, Marty Snyder too, which yes, <laughs> legend I actually liked yeah. my tweet um, oh, nice. that morning. I was saying that we need to get guys like Marty Snyder back in NASCAR. Cause like just goats, like absolute goaded people. And I know you got to hear another goat announcing the race at the track, oh. didn't you? Yeah, so Alan Vestick was the uh, the PA commentator for the entire month of May, so two weeks, three weeks straight. All I heard was the sweet voice of Alan Vestick, and it mm-hmm. like first time I heard that, I looked up around and I'm like looking to see if anyone knew what the hell was going on. I'm like, this man is literally the voice of my childhood. Exactly, and of course <laughs> and like, he's filling in. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like he he did such a good job with the road course mm-hmm. race. I know he's had experience calling the 500 before, but like. I'm not mm-hmm. used to hearing radio broadcasts during the race. It's not like you could hear much, you know, when, when they were at yeah. full song, which they were for most of the race, which we'll get into. But, like, even during the cautions, like, his recaps, just the way he sells the race is just so phenomenal. It's the best week special there. Yeah, it really is. But, yeah, speaking of the uh I will say, he, of... real quick, he is filling in for um the legendary Bob Jenkins, who, thoughts and prayers, he is battling yeah. brain cancer still. So, you know... Obviously not, uh, it feels like a little less without him, but at the same time, if there was anyone I think that could fill the shoes of a legend like Bob Jenkins, it would be Alan Beswick. So that's 100%. really cool. Um, go 100%. ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, I would just say like transitioning to kind of what I said earlier about the, you know, I couldn't hear Beswick that much because of the always on track mm-hmm. action, like a little break. There was only two cautions, the fewest, cautions in indianapolis 500 history the fastest race in indianapolis mm-hmm. 500 history a average speed of over 190 miles per hour was it was like i i was talking to my buddies i was like after gray halls i was uh incident we'll say yeah um i was like all right someone's gonna wreck again on one like lap 150 then there's gonna be probably like a big crash at 170 180 and then one small one and then like a five lap shootout but no we had a 80 lap marathon to the finish and to get like that many cars right there at the end uh pass with two to go after trading it back and forth uh the crowd as helio went by polo and the turn one with two to go was something that'll live with me for a long time and also the crowd when connor daly took the lead was electric I know he's oh, a hometown boy, and the people love him. 
Oh, yeah. So I could hear the crowd on the broadcast every single time someone's making a pass for the lead, especially yeah. when Connor Daly is making the passes for the lead. And, you know, just that is one of those things that gave me chills. I'm like, oh, my God, I can hear the crowd cheering at a race. I can't even remember the last time I heard this. Maybe at, like, the end of a Talladega race or Daytona race with Junior leading. It's like it, it feels like a long time since we've had something like that. It was just awesome to hear that. And, yeah, I mean, just wild that we only had two cautions, especially considering, I guess, IndyCar has found its good, perfect me- – I wouldn't say perfect medium – but, like, it's not – I was re-watching the 2015 Indy 500, and I'm like, how the fuck were the cars this close to each other? And yeah. Like, they're side by side. I don't understand. And then I'm I, re-watching this, and I'm like, okay, they, they, like, they're close enough they can make moves in the straightaways, whereas last year and the year before that, they couldn't do anything, it felt like. So it, it was a really nice type of balance of racing, in my opinion. Yeah. It was very pure. I was talking to my buddy about it, like, the difference between... Because he was like, yeah, you know, when I was here from 2012 to 2017, it was, like, passes for the lead every lap. And I'm like, well, that's, like, super entertaining. And, like, I wouldn't be against it seeing um, Mm -hmm. for the 500. I do like how it's, like, not just a guaranteed pass. Because the leader, just in racing in general, should have the advantage. Yes. Like, just... That's how it is. Like, you shouldn't let a guy pass just to, I mean, to, like, save fuel. Yeah, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. to, like, set up. Like, the, the last place, how am I trying to phrase this? So, going into the last lap, when people are like, what place would you rather be in? I would rather be in first. Like, you have the position. You got to make, some, like, someone really has to do something special to get by on the last lap. Mm-hmm. And with, like, the 2012 to 2017 package, you know, they easy pass. Here, it, it takes, you know, a little bit of the help of the draft. Like, the, the way they were snaking down the stretches with five to go. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. And that's at 220. Like, yeah. It, insane how they did that. And uh, I think Helio did definitely get aided by the lap cars because he passed it. I was going to say, like, yeah. Immediately after that, going on the back stretch with two to go, they caught the draft of the lap cars. And, like, I felt bad for Pelot just because that kind of screwed his chance unless the slow cars really slowed him up. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that last lap going in where it was, like, Pelot's on the hunt. He's closing a little bit. And then you're like, is he going to, like, try to go, you know, high in the turn and get a weird run? And it was it, – it reminded me almost of the finish of Turbo. I don't know if you've ever seen Turbo. I haven't seen Turbo. Great movie. But now, though. Basically, the snail's in the lead and, like, the – well, don't spoil it for me now. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Spoil it. Why? It could have been like, like someone tries to go up in the marbles around. And there's a big crash, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Which I'm glad no one forced that. And I think yeah, thank goodness. there's not enough downforce with the cars, which is, I think, a good thing. Because you don't want them you know, glued to the ground, super slipstream like they were. Um, yeah, like you said, it was a happy medium. I wish it was, like, just slightly easier to pass. Slightly. Like, like I, think... I, I love what we had now. Don't get me wrong. Just, like, mm-hmm. if I had to, like, if, if the 2017, 2015 races were, like, a 10 out of 10 passing easiness, and this was, like, a 5, I wish it was a 6. I guess. I think, I think some of the drivers were holding back a little bit. I think sometimes, obviously, you don't want to go two by two into a corner. Like, that is just asking for trouble. You can do it, but more often than not, you'll end up like, you know, J.R. Hildebrand at the end of the 2011 race. Like, you know, 
Yeah. You can try I mean, it if you want. <laughs> you know, yeah. go for it. Like, Elio almost did that on the last lap, and that's why I feel like that pass is better. Right. Because... The... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like, one of the cool things about this race, even with that many lead changes, is, like, there were so many different players. Like, you know, at first you had VK and Herta leading, and then Dixon yeah, and Rossi. Yeah, I thought VK was going to really be there at the end. Yeah, Dixon and Rossi got screwed over, and then Connor Daly was running it for a little bit. I think he led the most laps, actually. Mm-hmm, he did. Um, Graham Rahal was in position to freaking win the thing. Same with Ryan Hunter, right? He was up there, and then they both had their issues, and then it came down to... I was like, I, I looked up with 20 to go, and I was like, how did Helio get up here? Like, it was just, I mean, I knew he was running good he all day. He had been there but... all day, yeah. He had a great starting position. Like, he just found himself in a good spot at the end there. He survived. He only what... laps. I mean, him and Pelot only led a total of 55 laps between the two of them. Yeah. And Connor Daly led 40, and that's the most that were led all day. Okay. I mean, dude, that... it was, it, there was a lot of different players in this, and it made it that much more interesting. That's a really good sign, though, when the most amount of laps led in a race is only 20% by the highest driver. It was, like it that, was really good. Lots yeah. of parody. And the Maybe strategies, I, too. I'd probably have to watch it back. There might have been more passing for, like, the lead than I originally thought of. I, like, my my mind is just glued to the finish. Um, and I was kind of sobering up throughout the race as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had to use the bathroom a couple times, so I might have... Uh, I might have missed some parts of lead changes on track, but yeah, I mean overall, just fantastic, man. Like I, I'm so glad the ratings reflected it. Most viewed Indy 500 in five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just seven million people watched at the, peak the finish. Elio run down yeah. the finish, start finish line. That's awesome. awesome, and that's that exactly is how you win fans over. Like I wish you, I, I don't know if he's racing in Detroit, but like even just the emotion of winning Indy Car. Like a race like that, not maybe not for like a Detroit race, but for next year, it's like, oh wow, I want to see that happen again, and people will tune in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely gonna. Um, I mean, I we already are gonna watch pretty much the entirety of the season, and this is the second to last oval already of the season. Can you believe that? We only have Gateway left. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know what happened with the schedule. If I missed something, but I know they canceled Toronto, and like they yeah. said they were gonna do a replacement race, like a double header. And then everyone like on social media now is like, yeah, we only have 10 races left. And I don't know if that's saying that just because they haven't rescheduled the race yet, or if they just said, screw it, we're not having, we're not replacing. I, Cause I thought gateway would be a really a good replacement not racing moment. Like I thought gateway just to get another oval would be a double header. If like that immediately came to my head. Um, There's I was thinking that or mid Ohio. Chicago land. I mean, sure. Well, you, it, like the rumor was, they were adding a double header to somewhere that already has a date. And like originally, because Green, I think Green Savare Racing Productions runs the Indy Toronto race, and they also run Mid Ohio. So I was thinking there. And I guess yeah, Mid Ohio too late good one. for them to do that. But I mean, that's it's only a month out, so they better figure out is, their shit. Gateway's not already a um a double header, is it? No, the only double header header scheduled left is Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Okay. Well, they'll yeah. they'll figure it out. I know they will. They always kind of they did this last year with us where they were just kind of throwing stuff. Yeah. But obviously, last year was a little bit more hectic. So we'll 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 see. Um, either way, though, definitely uh, definitely interesting. Now that I I I'm not sure where they're gonna go with the rest of the schedule. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at so- the. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just looking at the points. Couple two two big things of note. Uh. 
So Alex Below is now in the lead of oh, the championship standings by 38, I think 38 he's points. IndyCar in Indy lead. IndyCar. Uh, 38 points over Scott Dixon with Patricio. 36, 38? Yeah, uh, Racing Reference has him to 36 and Patricio right. 37. Maybe. So, yeah, top three or yeah, those are the top three. Dixon and uh, Award are right there. And then Kelly Hill Cashman yeah. is ahead of Xander Rossi. Playing. He always led four laps this year. He's just <laughs> in between drivers who have led like 70, 100. Dixon has 329 laps led. Like, I, he's just kind of out of place. And it's funny because Pagano's in a contract year, and I, during the broadcast, they were talking about what is he going to do. I'm like, if I'm Roger Penske, I'm re-signing him to another two-year contract. He's my best driver this year. I was going to say, it's not like they're struggling for sponsorship. It's, hey, Menards, you want to sign back on? Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I know they said they'd only keep four cars if, like, the money worked out. I'm like, it's Roger Penske. It'll work Roger out. Roger Penske owns the Indianapolis Speedway. He can afford four cars. He did, which up. I guess is a great time to say that I had the – absolute privilege of getting to talk for a little bit with uh roger penske himself yes. on the thursday i believe it was before the uh 500 and then I, he uh so me and my buddies fell interns were working on something at the track and him and i don't know if it was mark miles or someone was in the passenger seat but he stopped over rolled down chatted for us with a little bit and that was right after i had talked to scott mclaughlin so a great five minute uh, span right there for me and uh, Team Penske. That's beautiful. So both of us now have spoken to Roger Penske, which is just yeah. Amazing. Look at that, dude. Know, we are got, really. I was always jealous. Moral. I was dude. so jealous that you got to do that. Yeah, but I mean, he he came up to you. I had to go introduce myself to him. He came over to you. So look at you all. Remember me when you become famous. Yeah, I don't think all- myself is like better than you because of that, but just a uh, little bit. Cool with that guy. Um, <laughs> I will say, do you did did Scott McLaughlin? Did you ever find out who was pranking him during the week? I don't think I, I don't think that ever came out. I think that got <laughs> lost in like the news cycle or whatever because I don't. What someone sheeped him? Yeah, someone sheeped him and just was messing with him all week, and uh, he didn't know who it was. I guess or he was just playing around on social media. If I, it's a nice little thing. If I had to guess, I'd say New Garden teammate. Probably. I feel like New Garden's kind of a jokester. Yeah, it just makes sense. And like, who else did you get to meet during the week? Um, driver wise, I don't really get the chance to interact with many drivers because we where I was working most days mm-hmm. wasn't uh where they were. My a couple True. of my buddies got to like because I mean we have a pretty big staff. Yeah, uh, I figure it's a big yeah. We're track. all we're as uh, we're all around the facility, all on the six hundred acres. Like one of them was. Mowing the uh the grass right along the front stretch. Yeah, yeah, grass grand, great, by the way. On thank you. On grandstand side and Alexander Rossi was taking pictures like right next to him. Uh one of my buddies was at the admin building and Will Power was doing a photo shoot over there. Uh but in terms of like actually talking to drivers for a little bit, I think I'm the only one that got a chance to actually have a conversation and that was with Scott. Golden Herd was fishing by our shop like every other day. Fishing. Yeah. Like outside the track? Yeah. It's like right under the, right outside of turn two, kind of by the suites. That's where our shop is. A yeah, little bit further. Okay. I did see track. you like post it up my car a was, lot during. My car was 100% on TV. Uh, oh, if yeah, you go back sure, and watch sure. it, if, if anyone go goes back, 
and watches the Indy 500 and off turn two, right before the little building in the middle of the backstretch, there's a parking lot. If you see a nice ocean blue Nissan Altima, hit up your boy. Oh, man. Well, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that your Indy experience was more than spectacular. I'm very happy. And we're happy to have you back to a semi-normal schedule, I guess, until NASCAR comes around. Correct. Yeah, I, these next couple months, uh, June and July, should be good. I know I'm going on a little vacation to Tennessee in three weeks, but besides that, I will be a consistent, have a consistent schedule, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and I'm uh, I'm definitely going to learn the game of golf in the next two months. Please do. Yeah, ex- exciting you, for me. Yeah. When you come down and visit, we'll get we'll definitely be hitting up some of the links around uh, mm-hmm. around Tampa. Hundred um, percent. So I think we need to have a serious discussion here, um, looking at the points. Um, is Alexander Rossi washed? Because yeah, that, that's what Elio I said. Elio has yeah. yeah, he has more points than yeah. Alexander Rossi, and he's uh, five less races. Yeah, he's washed. He's done. He's he has led zero laps this year. Average finish of fifteen point seven. He only say, has one hundred one points. I'm not gonna say I like permanently cursed him but my first indycar race was the 2020 st pete grand prix and he was literally in the lead and crashed out and since then he's just been absolute dog water i just Uh, just think he's a little overrated now i think he is i mean you win one indy 500 and you're suddenly the freaking goat after back into formula 500 yeah pretty much i mean yeah (laughs) when rossi's on it he is I'm not joking when I say this. Probably the best IndyCar driver in the field. Like he beat the field yeah, when he's on by it. he beat the field by 20 seconds at Long Beach that one year. I was gonna say or maybe I thought it was, it was more egregious. It was like it, 50, I thought, or was that it uh, was, Road America? I think he did it at both tracks. He he. I- Absolutely just wax the field because he is one of the he is the the most marketable IndyCar driver. And at his year this year, he's crashed at um the second race on the first lap. Didn't even make a lap, honestly. And he's got finishes of ninth, twenty first, eighth, seventh, and then twenty ninth at the five hundred. Which I mean obviously he had issues on the pits, but like still it's it's not looking good. Yeah, my him. buddy He's is obviously Ryan Hunter Ray fan up here, and he was. It's like probably the fourth and dirty car. A couple of years, so I'm not too upset with it. And he... also, he went to the same high school. Was me not to brag, so. And so, you know. We've just talked about this one. That's right. So focused on racing and you focus on college. And then he we called her job in the foot. And then he pulls up and, <laughs> and then he wins the Indy 500. Yeah, his Indy 500 2014 ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And like he won the pole for the Indy 500 the day I graduated from high school in 2012. So you know, just saying, the man, the man is clearly doing fine for himself with his 16 career Indy Car Series wins and one Indy 500. So yeah, Miss Job of the Foot, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man anything else from the indy 500 that you would like to talk about i just want to give a shout out to some of the drivers that did very well in the race first of all um crazy to see sage Karam in the top 10 
just yeah. this great job for him. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Um, that was after being in the uh, the bottom five for qualifying. Yeah. Like, he almost didn't make the race. Um, Ed Carpenter, obviously a top five. I mean, that man, just eternal, it feels like. And that probably <laughs> will be there again next year, running oh, the top 100%. Making all the fans in Indiana very happy. Um, shouts out to Juan Pablo Montoya. I didn't see him one time on television. They didn't speak about this man at all. Ends up coming home in ninth. Tony Kanaan finished in 10th in the 48. I think that's like, it just, he's amazing at these ovals this year. I would love to see him in more uh, races. I love TK and Santino Ferrucci. Somehow I thought it was a fluke, but he actually finished in sixth place. Couldn't believe it. Santino's good at the ovals. He is good. Like, at the say ovals. what you want He's... about him as a man and all that, but his aggressiveness on these ovals, he he has it figured out. Like you put him, no, he in knows what he's, doing. he's got balls. Yeah, you put him in a in a, like a top tier car because whatever he was racing is like mid tier. Um, yeah, Ray no, Hall Letterman. Okay, well, to be fair, they did win the race that last is year. Technically mid tier, if you like, you know, at most tracks, but at Indy, it feels like a good car. I mean, then again. You know, we had Meyer Shank racing win the Indy 500, so you just you know, never know five, who's going to have it. Five teams have won the Indy car race this year. Not one of them is Team Penske. Yeah, crazy. You think they'll go on a run in the second half of the season? Because I could see it. Especially with Scott getting his, like, legs now underneath the car. He looks so much more comfortable in an Indy car than he did at the start of the season. Will Power always has one weekend out of the year where he just completely dominates the field. Yeah, so he's still I'm... due for that. Detroit probably he'll wax the field. I feel like that's definitely a willpower track yeah. that or like Road America. I mean, he didn't win the or the annual uh, willpower invitational being the road course Grand Prix, so he's got to be <laughs> he's got to do it somewhere else. And then other than you that, never know like, that might be where the Toronto race gets replaced. And I mean, might have to you're, call you you're back. saying power. We're completely forgetting Joseph Newgarden exists right here. Like. I, I would be more shocked if Newgarden didn't win a race than if Howard done it. Newgarden also washed, I'll just say it there. <laughs> That's completely cap, but it's, it's all right. It's an even year, though. Isn't it supposed to be his year? That's what I'm saying. Or an he odd year, do. sorry. It's an odd year. It's supposed to be it's, his yeah, year. I know what you meant. And uh, yeah. he still has his now home race in Nashville, which, by the way, remind me to... Actually, no. I'm going to forget this later. Um, speaking of Nashville, I might be going to the cup race there. Okay, interesting. Well, interesting. Well, I'll I'll try to remember that later, but just in case. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't really have too much else other than this was a fantastic Indy 500, one of the best I've ever yeah. seen, and I'm just very, very, very happy for Elio Castroneves. I was jumping up and down, screaming. I I was just like, regardless of if it was him or Palau, I am very, very happy that um you know one of them got the win. I I told my friends with like like five laps ago i'm like as long as this race can finish under green because i was worried that a caution would come out while takuma sato was leading and i'm like that mm-hmm. would just be the dumbest thing ever but at the same time the most takuma sato way to win the race right um and i just like with five to go i'm like all right everyone in the top five i like honestly so this is just gonna be awesome for me um, I, I was definitely rooting for Helio at the end, and I was so nervous. Yeah. Like, like you said, I was like, oh, Coffin comes out with four to go and Pelos in the lead, it's over. I would, I would hate to see back to back Indy 500, especially, you know, the first one with fans back mm-hmm. and all of that end under caution. So I'm so glad yeah, we got a good run to the finish. Like, one in every five years, you get that, like, caution yeah. finish. So at least we got that last year. It is what it is at that point. It, exactly. Like, and 
you know, honestly, the move was one of the best moves I've ever seen to win the Indy 500 pull. Like, because the way they were side by side going in turn one, like, yeah, that's a maneuver where basically the guy on the outside has it and the guy on the inside has to back off. And Pilar yeah. did not look like he backed off. That looked like straight up Elio just drove the fuck by him. He mugged him. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. And again, like you said, if it wasn't for the lap traffic, I think A, that saved Elio's race. Um, at the end there, B, that pretty much ended Palau's chance. And I think that's Elio was waiting to the last lap probably to pass him, and he had to go right then. There is mm-hmm. crew probably said lap traffic ahead. They are much slower. Get the move done now. And I mean, dude, just again, amazing. And just can't wait for next May. Yeah, man. I, I, I would, if I'm not here next year for some reason. We'll all I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna struggle because this was so much fun. No, we all I, I want to run it back. We, we all yeah. gotta make it back here. Hundred like, percent next year. All right. Yeah. So, Kevin, was I there another race the... that day? Yeah, or... there might have been another race. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I took a nap from five thirty to ten thirty on well, Kevin. Sunday I went to my first music 500. festival in in over a year and a half. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, fun, uh, fun Sunday night. Really nothing to uh, talk about or anything. I mean, look, uh, I guess we might as well just talk about what we see on paper and nothing else. Um, yeah. Kyle Larson has uh, just, once again, as a Coke 600 goes, completely waxed the field. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, we, uh, I have a lot of things I want to say and a lot of things how I feel about this race. But I mean, I just didn't watch it, and I just haven't really watched the Coke Six Hundred. It feels like in years. Like I'm be really... honest, the the 2019 race freaking banged. Like that was yeah. Such you a good did race. mention that. That was another one yeah. I did not see. It was it was like probably the best Coke Six Hundred in like ten years. But that was just such an anomaly because like it, I'm going back and like twenty. I'm, I'm trying to think the first one I remember. Like off the top of my head, Truex winning in twenty sixteen, like the race is boring, but it was really cool to see Truex dominate like that. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. You hit you had Austin Dillon win that. Twenty eighteen sucked. Kyle Bush led the entire thing. Yeah. Twenty nineteen was great. Twenty twenty Chase Elliott led the whole thing and then Alan Gufferson was like hey, which one was which yeah. Yeah. And then this year just Larson dominates the whole thing. And it was like I, I went back and because I didn't realize or I didn't know who won stage three. NASCAR's Twitter got so fed up with what they were seeing. They didn't even post the stage three results. They're just like, fuck oh it, restart. God. Larson in the lead. And I was like, I was so uh, curious. And I guess Larson slept every stage. Someone yeah, might back check me on that. I'm just getting that. No, from I'm, I'm looking right now. So stage one, he won stage two. And literally all the Hendrick cars were just in the top 10 every single stage. You had stage one, Larson. Um, first, Chase second, Byron third, and then Bowman tenth. And then they, they once again were the same order in uh, stage two. This time Bowman moved up to seventh. And then stage three, it was essentially the same thing, except Byron was second, Chase was fourth, and Bowman was fifth. Basically, Hendrick is just shitting on the rest of the field right now. And they are in just peak midseason form. And, I mean, at this point, all you can do is just sit back and, and I guess – if you're a Hendrick fan, enjoy the ride. If 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 you're just you know like uh, only like two of the drivers and just kind of like, well, I hope the two I like win. Like that's basically. I mean, I, I, mean, I like Chase Elliott. I just like clowning because it's like he's always gonna win these road courses. So I am one hundred percent percent expecting a Chevy nerf like 
they're gonna do something. I don't want that though. Like, just let them. Be I don't good want it the either. Whole as season. a fan of sport, but it's always like that. Like when Toyota got ahead, they're like, "Nah, let's do this. Change some shit up." Whenever someone gets too far ahead, yeah, which but Austin yeah. Dillon finished in sixth, and I I, I do kind of like that for him. Oh, Tyler Reddick finished in ninth. Like, no, it's, it's I don't nice want them also. to suffer. Like um, Richard Childress is like that team just doesn't do very well very often. So it's nice to see them actually getting top tens legitimately. No, it, so. it was very it was very nice to see uh RCR finish sixth and ninth. I agree. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean overall I watched the highlights and nothing happened, man. When you have six hundred mile race, bro, and there is not a single moment that stands out. Like there was one like I think Larson not Larson, uh Kyle Bush and Byron were battling for second, kind of close to the end, but like just it's not like the 600 used to be one of these races that like I was I like I I was up until 2019 probably I was more excited for the 600 than the 500 that was me one not being a huge IndyCar guy and me more, being me being more of an NASCAR guy but just the hype around it was just something and now they have you know the four stages just got awful yeah I mean the look at the IndyCar race you only had two cautions and it was an awesome race. Like the the halftime break, I I get why they have it. I'm not gonna critique the reason at all. Yeah, but like, I don't. It's know. a break it's in just, the action that we. It's just a break in the action. Wouldn't have for any other yeah. reason. The NASCAR race and like a red flag. Mad respect to to why they do it. But yeah, just, obviously. I mean, I we love know. the troops here. Uh, left turns and loud noises. Yeah, it just. We also love racing. There's so much pre race stuff that they do and like everything is like you know we love the troops no one's questioning it but don't yeah in my opinion you don't need to like you do so much you're almost doing too much at that point Mm -hmm. and like i know you can never do too much to you know thank the troops but it's like as a as a sport you gotta take kind of take a step back and look it's like hey we're doing literally everything in our power you know to honor everyone are we doing just a bit too much at the expense of our own product in my opinion yes so here's my thing about the coke 600 i think that we have evolved past the need for it and and here's why back in the day the coke 600 was the endurance race of nascar because back in the day there was this weird thing that would happen to the cars where they would malfunction (laughs) you know i don't i mean just so it was an endurance race to see if the cars really could go 400 laps at, um, at one of these races. And I could, I could pull up one of these old races and there would be, um, at least a minimum of like five cars with maybe a mechanical issue or a crash. Do you want to know how many cars failed to finish the race on Sunday? Take a guess. Two? You would have been, you went over. One. Damn. Kurt Busch had an engine failure on lap 139. That was it. Yikes. Yeah. Now, we'd be used to seeing things. I remember back in the day when I used to record. Oh, sorry, NASCAR. Close your ears real quick and go la, 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 la. When I was a child, I recorded races on VHS tapes, but don't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I recorded the 2002 Coke 600, which um, I think Mark Martin won that race, if I recall correctly. Um, during that race, Dale Jr. had not one issue, not two issues, but three issues. His battery died, his transmission gave out, 
And then finally his engine went kaput on lap 249, I believe it was. And it's just, scene. It, it was a terrible scene. You know why? Because engines why? used to do that. Because transmissions yeah. used to do that. Because the cars were not just specifically rocket ships. We don't need I a love... 600 mile race to determine the winner of the Coke 600 anymore. We, we can do it in like 400 miles and call it the quote unquote Coke 600. It's, I, but I get it. It's tradition. I get where you're coming from with that 100%. I, I would love for them to still run. Like, if you're like stages, you know, everyone can argue about stages, stages. There, but we don't with cautions, that. with cautions, without cautions, whatever. Make that last stage 200 laps. Make yes. these cars hard to drive. You'll get your action there just because the tire fall off, you know, the uh, hopefully lower downforce. Like when the cars are glued to the to the track and you know what the strategy is for the stage, it's pit at lap 50 of the stage, break into halfway. And like, it just, it's fun. just, it's it so boring. Out of it, yeah. it's, it's not even like, that's it, not entertainment at that point. Like it's a chore to watch it, which I didn't watch a single lap of Coke 600 probably for the first time I've been watching NASCAR. I mean, listen, man, not to brag, but I was literally on the rails for a, a concert getting my face fucked by, by Rez. So, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, um, also, I watched Indy 500 that day. And yeah, I already did my... So I, think my... I, I think I had you beat, so, like... Yeah. But I was also, yeah, I was so gassed that, like, like I, I, I got home, took a nap. I literally opened Twitter, and the first tweet that I saw was from Bob Pocker saying Larson won the race. I woke up probably as that race ended. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah. Look, I'll, I, I always say it like I'm saying it now, basically just like the whole Kyle Larson, like it always leaves a sour taste in my mouth whenever he's like winning right now. It just feels like it's just so early for, for all this after last year. But like, I mean, I can't deny that he's a very talented driver in a very great position, but I mean, just it's, it's like, damn, just, it's a lot right now. But I mean, Hendrick again is just on their shit this season. And everyone's got to win on the team. Probably going to get another one this weekend at Sonoma. And just, uh, once again, I think this is the second race in the last three that all four cars finish in the top five. And Mickey Mouse car to win. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for <laughs> Kyle Busch finishing in third, we would have had another one, two, three, four. Hendrick, yeah. I, I wouldn't even be surprised, to be honest about it. So, I don't know. Um I have nothing else from the cup race other than it happened. Correct. Did you watch, I, did you, yeah. Speaking of That's, things that happened, did you watch the uh, Xfinity race at all? I actually did. I, Good. I, I, did, I, I watched it. the. I think. I think just about every lap of that race, and I enjoyed it. Ty Gibbs is. Yeah, freaking makes me old. I hate it. Good, dude. <laughs> it's so good. He's two more wins than the national series. Yeah, yeah, he, he has two more wins than every driver at Joe Gibbs. Oh, yeah, well, every well, driver at the Joe Gibbs stable right now. Welcome back to shutting on the Daniel Hemrick portion of the episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like, damn, man. He's so it's, good. He's really good. And honestly, I, I just, at this point, NASCAR, please reinstate the five cup cars. <laughs> Because I, yeah. I, I Gibbs can just skip trucks and just put him yeah. in the cup car already. Like he's he's ready. Okay. Like what are we gonna do? Put him in Daniel Hemrick's car next year and watch him win twenty Xfinity races? No, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. We want to see him in the number eighty one Joe Gibbs Toyota in the next gen car, winning six races in twenty twenty two. Okay. 
It's funny too because I know so many people want to hate Ty Gibbs. It's like you know, I can't hate him. Rich boy coming from he's you know, he's Toyota, a he's a child. Blah, blah, blah. But he gets out of the car and he's just like first thing he says is I'm so sorry to Chase Briscoe for racing like hard and stuff like that. Like he didn't touch him and you're just like yeah. <laughs> oh, like good at driving, good well spoken, and he's only eighteen. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. People want to hate him because of his grandfather, because he's overly religious. Like grow up, okay? Like, yeah, yeah. I, like seriously. You can't just, help that. It's yeah. <laughs> Like apologies that your your grandfather's a pastor. I'm sorry that he wasn't a fucking um, Super Bowl winning coach. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's just I can't. I I just can't sometimes. Um, if there's any people say, listening to this podcast right now whose grandfather is a Super Bowl winning coach, we apologize. No, honestly, good for you if your grandfather's a Super <laughs> Bowl winning coach. Like, damn, that's pretty freaking sick. <laughs> Um, I just want to give a um, moment of silence or just a quick moment. We, um, we unfortunately lost a wonderful car on Saturday. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. Um, the 44 of Tommy Joe Martins was sponsored by perhaps my favorite YouTube channel, Super Mega with, uh, with the, uh, gentleman of Matthew Watson of Super Mega and Ryan McGee of Super Mega. And just unfortunately... After Wait, Ryan, his name is Ryan McGee? His name is Ryan McGee. I, I'm not joking. Huh. I know. Um, he had one of the coolest maneuvers out there, Tommy Joe, avoiding Ryan Sieg basically coming to destroy his car. And then the late race restart happened where everyone crashed. And unfortunately, Tommy Joe Martins was a part of it. That's thank what happens you. when our boy Brad tweets about it. You can't, you can't tweet mid-race, bro. Can't tweet mid-race, man. Team. That's just how it works. It was tough, and it was devastating, but at the same time, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen to see a YouTube car that on the back of it says, yep, you just got passed. By... <laughs> <laughs> funniest thing. Yeah, Amazing. And hopefully, again, I said this on last week's episode, it opens the door for more sponsorships to get more younger fans in because I know a lot of super mega fans were watching the race and were like, wow, the car is doing really well. And for someone who watches Vandy's every week, it's like, wow, Tommy Joe Martins is doing really well. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, or I guess not cool that he crashed, but it was cool to see him doing well. Um, shouts out, though, real quick to um, our boy, Friend of the program, Ryan Vargas, best finish of the season, 16th in the four car. So, and the best, and he had Best Buy on the car, which is pretty sick. So, good things coming for him. Um, Shouts out Landon Castle, finishing 13th. Jeremy Clements, another top 10. Ty Dillon somehow did not crash. I can't believe it. Maybe it's not when he's in the 54 car he's doing well. I don't know. I don't think there's been a single race this year where Ty Dillon and Daniel Hamrick are both in it and not one of them wrecks. It's amazing, honestly. They've wrecked together, like, multiple times. But... Yeah, it definitely have. <laughs> they wrecked multiple times together at the Daytona race, it felt like. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty neat. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. How many – do you know how many more races Ty Gibbs has in that car? I think it's, like, three or four more. I thought he was done. If but he then he done, signs these, like, give him another one, one race deals, like, here and there type of thing. Yeah, I'd like to see him do more because he really is just dominating. And, uh, yeah. He also then, a couple hours later, went back out in the track and spanked the field in the ARCA race, leading every single lap. Just, that championship's his. Just, yeah, I'll, it's, I'll call it now. 
it's it, the championship was his once the green flag waved at Daytona. It's just he's he's uh, yeah, just he's so just good. Good for him, honestly, and uh, expecting great things next year when he gets moved up full time to either trucks or Xfinity. I guess so it we'll... should be. No, don't even waste him in trucks, man. We know how good honestly, he is. You don't yeah, need it. You're you're stealing one. You're stealing a ride from someone else. We know how good he is. Give him give him full time in. Because who's in? Well, you're not going to get rid of Brandon Jones. He's the goat. You can't get rid of that. Jones. He is the greatest driver of all time. Can't get rid of him. Um, you, you can't get rid of Harrison Burton. So that leaves just um. Well, yeah, they might kick Hemrick. They might kick Hemrick, or they just might go full time with the fifty-four. But I still think they're they probably like that get rid of our our best friend, who we've never made fun of in our lives, Daniel Hemrick. No, because that would be rude. That would be rude. Speaking of things that were rude, um, people who doubted me when I said John Hunter Nemechek was going to win eight races this year. Well, uh, guess what, bozos? He's, he's got already, three. He, he's already got three wins. He's almost halfway there. <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek is just uh, proving that when you put a good driver in a Kyle Busch Motorsports uh, Toyota in the truck series, uh, they can win. And he ended up leading 71 laps and beating Carson Hovercar for another win this season. So good for him. Um, overall, just I, I, I feel like I watched this race, but I can't tell you what happened. Well, NASCAR had, should be charged legally with attempted murder on Johnny Sauter. Yes, thank you. That's what happened. So, yeah. yeah. Um, why was the caution not thrown sooner? So I know okay. we complain about cautions being thrown too early, but that car had hit the wall in turn three and then just kind of stopped at the end of so, four. The reasoning, like, literally NASCAR's excuse was, I guess Matt Crafton was, like, leaking fuel on pit road. And I don't know if they're short-staffed and only have, like, a single person watching the entire mile-and-a-half track. That seems like a safety <laughs> hazard. But they, their excuse was literally, we were busy watching the 88, so our head was pointed towards the right. Did not see the car hit turn, hit the wall in turn three. So That's when fair. it was at a complete too, no stop, longer, I no didn't even notice It's that like, <laughs> you can't. It just, this is like, I mean... They've, what, three out of the last four weekends have just been completely shit shows from race control. Like, you had the whole tire debacle in Kansas. Yes. Um, I guess three out of the last five. Darlington and Dover were pretty good. Uh, but then, Coda. yeah, Coda, Coda was Coda, you, you know. And yeah. then you, I just, you can't, as a, as a professional racing series, like, this, this shouldn't even happen at short tracks around the nation. Like, mm-hmm. you can't not have eyes on the track at every time, especially when the speeds are like 180 max, 190. Like you just, you can't, you're going to get someone killed. You had, you literally ripped his, like the entire right side off of that car. Like had had that been on the left side, had that been on the left side, I don't know what would have happened to Johnny Sauter Mm -hmm. or if he would have gotten T-boned after that, like all that safety foam was gone. It was literally just roll cage. Exactly, that was pathetic to see. Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Whoever, just someone needs a stern talking to at best is all I got to say. I mean, look, if the track is too big that you can't notice other things happening on it, maybe, just maybe, you should be going to shorter tracks where your staff can pay attention to the whole track. I don't know, just a thought. I'm in. Like, if you're not going to hire people to watch the entire track because it's too big, 
Run shorter tracks. Sounds good to me. Great, crazy concept, Kevin. Why are we going to Darlington for a second race now when we can be going to IRP? That just could me. be going. Could be going to Iowa. We could be going to um. Could South we're Boston. going to? I was going to say uh, Nashville already, or not Nashville. What's the one in Kentucky? Not Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, <laughs> thank you. No, don't go to Kentucky. Don't go there. NASCAR's like stay less. Uh, <laughs> it's back on the Kentucky. schedule, boys. Um, I don't know which one you're talking about. Churchill Downs? Is that the one I'm thinking of that they're doing in a couple of weeks? That's a dirt? But Churchill Downs the horse race. No, but it is Lexington, isn't it? Oh, Knoxville. Knoxville, thank you. Jeez, why yeah. was that so hard <laughs> to remember? Um, yeah, there's, what there's if there's had a race to Churchill Downs? You could go to Mesa Marin. I don't think that track still exists. Yeah, um, go to fuck it, take him to Texas World Speedway. Oh, my God. Reconfigure um, that into a short track. Yeah, thank God Johnny Sauter was okay. Like, honestly, like, we clown him. But, yeah, just thank God he's okay. That was really scary. And, yeah. again, like you said, thank God it wasn't on the driver's side he hit. And also the driver that he hit. Was it Hutchins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God Hutchins was also okay. Because I'm, I'm sure getting rear-ended at 130, 140 miles an hour didn't feel too good either. So Yeah, probably not, like, the best experience one can have. Yeah, I, listen, yeah. Man, I was uh, I was headbanging on the rails for a little bit. And my neck hurt. I can only imagine getting uh, rear-ended at 130 <laughs> miles an hour with that neck. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, NASCAR, please figure that one out. But congratulations once again to John Arnimacek. Good job for Carson Hosover. I'll get his name right this time. Um, on a second-place finish. He might, honestly, I, I might Chandler Smith this guy and say, oh, he's going to win a race at some point, but... Or what, it wasn't Chandler Smith. Who was in the eighteen last year? Uh, He's in ninety-eight now. Oh, Christian Eckes. I'm gonna Christian yes. Eckes him and say he's yeah. gonna win a race eventually. Um. So yeah, maybe, you know, we'll we'll probably see him up there some more. And uh, shouts out to Ty Majeski finishing in seventh in the sixty-six um, for Thor Sports. So that's that's pretty cool seeing him in the top ten. Yeah. Um, I think Haley Deegan got her career best finish. She did, yeah. She actually ran pretty good uh, that day, and yeah, so good for Haley. I know she's had a, a very slow start to the season, but she is making progress. Also, like every nineteen race. years old, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's expected. Like people that came in thinking she was gonna light the world on fire were borderline. I mean, that kind of was unstable. Two years ago. Well, in Arca, I mean, I yeah, thought she was gonna race. Yeah, we thought that, and then we forgot that uh, Joe Gibbs was going to just. And uh, GMS, we're gonna field two OP yeah. drivers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good for good for Deegan. Overall, I mean, Charlotte, man, it's Charlotte. Just in general, just, like it's a mile and a half. What are we gonna do? Yeah, not just, go there. <laughs> run, run the Roval twice. No, no, Can't <laughs> no. Do I know. Can't do All uh, right, so yeah. but we know what road courses we can run, Kevin. A street race in Chicago. Um, potentially. Has that been announced yet? Uh, I just went on Twitter, and the most recent thing that I saw was that just, Alex just Bowman's virtual like. virtual race ended because he got a throttle stuck, and I'm I'm very confused to how a throttle got stuck online. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Well, Kevin, let me ask you something. Are you excited for the potential of a street course in Chicago? Okay. <laughs> Here's my thoughts, and I've been thoughts. very. I know, like, 
we've definitely talked about tree races before on the podcast, even before the Chicago virtual one was announced. And I said, yeah. I, I, my original thought was, why run a street race? Why take up a spot in the schedule when there are so many perfectly good road courses out there? Mm-hmm. Now that we had seven road courses on the schedule this season, I'm kind of at the point where, okay, we're not going to run Daytona road course again. We shouldn't run there. I'm be honest. I'm kind of indifferent about Road America, um, just because it's four miles with stages. I feel like that's just a shit show waiting to happen. Coda's mm-hmm. Coda's a little bit too long as well, but it, it that's a state of the art facility, and I think we need mm-hmm. to go there. We have to go. There again. Um, so yeah, if you take away, if you take away Daytona and Road America, um, and you still have the Roval. Indy Road Course, and then what are the other two? Watkins Glen. Obviously, you're keeping the Glen, and Sonoma. you're keeping Sonoma. Um, so that's yeah, five yeah. you got there. If you want to have like six, you know, road courses slash street courses, I think one isn't the worst idea in the world. Mm. But I would say rotate it. Don't keep it at one place for ten years, type of thing. Um, just because I think if you're gonna do something like that, like go to different markets, take the people. If people aren't coming to the track, take the people to like take the track to the people. Yeah. So run Chicago one year. I know there was rumors. Adam Stern's been tweeting about it. I guess Chris Myers said something about the L.A. Coliseum. I'm not sure why we're having talks right now at the LA Coliseum when we're literally building a brand new track there. I Maybe digress. in the meantime, while they build it, because it's it's going to just no, get pushed it. back until 2030 at this point. Sure. Um, um. I I don't know. Like, and I don't think it has to be around a football stadium. Like, I like the idea of Nashville. I kind of wish we ran the Nashville Street Circuit, Loki. Uh, after driving that, yeah. that's 100 biased, but like. There's so many cool cities out there. I know Formula One was about to race in New Jersey one year, like 2013. Ugh. Like they had the track layout and everything. It was a pretty good street course layout, like something like that. There's it a, had the New York City skyline in the background. There's uh, a cool like, um, racing facility. Unfortunately, they can't put stands in it for some reason in New Orleans. That's actually pretty nice. Um, hmm. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. But Kevin. Did you know that in the United States of America, there are 2,678,000 miles of paved roads? And we're going to decide that that two and a half miles of Chicago is the paved roads that we want to actually race on. We could potentially find other tracks or streets in America. I think, first of all, there's Long Beach. Might not work with the um, fountain. I'll be honest, screw Long Beach. (laughs) Okay. For for Cubs cars, screw Long Beach. What about Xfinity? That could be fun. What about Toronto? Honestly, we, I know that's not If the we US. can go to Canada at some point, I think that we also have a facility up there that works a little bit better, in my yeah, opinion. We should do Giles Villeneuve. I was going to say most sport, but yes, that one too. Yeah. That one is better. Um, I mean, Kevin, if we get rid of the Daytona Roval, we literally have a street course in our backyard that is definitely wide enough. I mean, you you almost got hit by a stadium truck there. I mean, they could I fit did. those on them. They could definitely fit stock cars on it. They have IMSA races there all the time, or not my IMSA, personal sorry, bias. GT races. 
personal bias would absolutely love St. Pete. Wouldn't happen in a million years, but I would like it. Would be nice. Would be very nice. Um, I was going to say, we have Detroit. It's technically a, a street course. I, I don't think it is, but it technically is. Um, it's no Detroit. Detroit's one hundred percent a street course. I think like the only ones that, like that are in question like that, like Albert Park and uh, Giles Villeneuve, is because they're like they're park courses. They're parks, yeah, but does that count as a street course? Like Baku, that's a street course. Baku's 100%. a street course. Um, I was gonna say we could also go to um the new um street course in Miami. If we want to do that, if we end up, God forbid, losing Homestead as a date. I mean, I'm sure that Stephen Ross would. I could think of so many other streets, too, that we can have exciting races. I mean, listen, man. You know, NASCAR really likes to have these non-passing zones, it looks like. You know where there's a beautiful non-passing zone? The streets of San Francisco. Put them on Lombard Street and have them just duck through those houses 30 miles an hour. That would be I, hilarious and won't have with, any property damage. With street courses, it's... At least for me, it ain't even about the layout. Like, obviously, you're just going to end up with a bunch of right turns unless you're going through cities just had yeah. no proper infrastructure, and that sucks. Like, just, like, in general, like, the Chicago street course is, I think there's, like, 12 turns. I'm pretty sure more than 75% of them is just a 90-degree turn. It looks like two turn. squares. It looks like yeah. two squares. Yeah, there's, like, one little kind of bus stop-looking thing around one yeah. part of it. But, like, besides that, it's... And that's just the, like... Street courses in general, like name a good layout in a street course race, just all, alongside everything. Like Monaco's unique, but I was that's say Denver had a pretty cool layout back in the days when they used to race on the streets of Denver. I don't even Houston know. Houston might have been cool. I, I can't think. remember it. Neither can Dario Franchitti. Fuck. Oh my fucking oh god! My I might god. actually have to edit that one out. I don't know. <laughs> I... Oh no. I... <laughs> Oh man. He's literally I, fine. He just I he's, he was told I'm by not, a doctor not to race anymore and he said, okay, I know. I, I have like, a hot I, okay. life. Why do I need to race? Yeah, you got you gotta keep that joke in. One, because I did get the privilege, I forgot if it I, I met uh I said hi to Dario and I, I like had just oh, watched before that. Yeah. Um yeah, I had just watched before that like a documentary of him of him literally losing memory from the Houston race. Um, you set so me up there. Fun. I'm I'm claiming I'm alluding that to Anthony setting me up on a team there. Whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm trying to think Mar- of some okay. other street courses, but yeah. As, as as I was getting to, it's like take it to cities. Like obviously, you got to take it to big population districts. You're not gonna run a race in Safety Harbor, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Danger Bay. But I like, mean, go sick. to go to Seattle. Go to New York City. Go to like mm-hmm. places that don't have races that need races. Go to yeah. like Chicago's. Chicago's Philly can fuck off. I don't like Philly. Um, yeah, Boston would be cool. Yeah, if yeah, those, those fans will definitely not happens. throw any. They, those fans won't throw anything on the track. I'm sure they will. No, of course not, because that would be unprofessional. Well, Kyrie Irving's not racing, so yeah. And then, yeah, just big cities that don't have checks. Near the near them current, like Seattle's honestly I'm not a too great upset idea. With Chicago getting it, if they if this does happen, I'm sure at some point we're gonna get a Twitter notification that says it will. Um, but like the thing is, again, we love the Chicago land, or at least I love Chicago land. Methy obviously loves Chicago land. I think it was done dirty by the Bowman curse, but either way, I mean, I guess NASCAR just really 
doesn't care what fans think. They are just going to simply do what they do. So we'll we'll play that by ear. But yeah, I think that you know, you guys at home, tell us what you think. Um, where you'd like to see some street courses, like even send us layouts if you want, and I'll go ahead and Google Drive it. Um, like the anyways. tough the tough thing about at least like final thing on this discussion you know, Disney, is Disney grounds. <laughs> It's like you see the Mickey Mouse three fifty. One by Jason. That'd be awesome. Oh my God. Um, like there's a racetrack, perfectly good racetrack in Chicago, which I'm pissed we're not going to anymore. <laughs> there is a perfectly good racetrack in LA or near LA that I don't think we need a street course around LA. But like LA. Yeah, like Seattle. Yes, I'd be down. Because there's nothing out there. I mean, I, they have like Portland, but that's you know a state away, um, and that's not really a track suited for uh, NASCARs per se. But other, I'm just trying to think of other cities. Like if Chicago's Chicago Land's dead, truly, yeah, Chicago Street Horse, why not? Um, fucking Milwaukee at that point, if they don't go to Road America. Potentially. I mean, yeah. there are there are a lot of good options, and there's beautiful facilities, like you said. I mean, dude, you mentioned Portland, too. They have a technical street course, I guess, if you want to call it that, at the airport um, that IndyCar runs, and it's a beautiful facility. Well, it's a beautiful-looking layout. I don't know about the facility, but it's a beautiful layout. I mean, dude, fuck it. We got Sebring in Florida. <laughs> That's a cool, be a cool place to have some stock cars, I'll say that. The only cop race in Florida on a street circuit that I would be down for would be right in Tallahassee, Florida. Like start finish line right on Stadium Drive, right by Doe Campbell Stadium. At that point, Anthony, I think I'd I be down. I could see they how get... that would work, but they have to figure out a way to cut through the university and or houses. I was going to say, just, yeah, you got to go through Landis Green, uh, go around Westcott Fountain, go you through Potts. Pot, Pot, yeah. No, the strip is pit lane. Um, oh my god. Yeah, you got to have Potts Corner. Uh, Coliseum's dead now, but there's a target there. Um, what other places? Baja's, would be if you still had AJ's there, which you don't yeah. even know what that is, but there no. used to be a um, like a two-story bar with a little observation tower at the top. And, oh my god. That would be the place to watch that on Tennessee Street. And people yeah. at home are listening like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like, right. I might Any. get bored one of these nights very soon and create a mock street course layout until I have to Florida. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. we got some road course racing this week. Um, might as well just crown Chase Elliott the champion now. Well, it's Sonoma and Truex has got to be there. I'm actually excited for Sonoma, albeit there should be <laughs> practice there. And as the list first of all. Be practice there. Because they that like if you think about it. Yeah, it's not a new layout for them, but it is a new layout with the low downforce package. And turn one, I don't know about you, Anthony. I do not turn one. Uh, in the carousel, I do not want to go into that for the first time side by side with someone mm-hmm. with low downforce. I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Like, at least I'm qualifying, man. I'm not that qualifying. Yeah, I feel comfortable on the outside there just because it's like, the guys on the inside will probably play it a lot more safe, and I can get a yeah. dumb run on them on the outside. But I mean, yeah, we'll see no, how just, it goes. 
once again, stupid, no practice, no qualifying. If you're going to send them across the country from Charlotte, North Carolina, the least you can do is run a nice knockout qualifying session at the very least. For those counting at home, that is now eight. Yes, as it'll be double digits probably within the it'll next week. It'll be double digits before Daytona. Yeah. Um, um, jinx. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Baku as well. Oh, yeah, that is car race. Yeah, it's a little weird that there's no IndyCar race the weekend after the 500. But yeah. give them a week off. They deserve it. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they've been Indy for so long. Show, they deserve that. Um, Baku sh- should be insane just because it's, it's Baku. Ohio for um, Xfinity yes. as well, which should be a lot of fun. I'm just and looking at the lineup Preston's for Cup. Been. Yeah, Preston is going to be racing there again, which, again, shouts out to him uh, for his last performance at Coda. Um, ben Rhodes making his uh, Cup debut in the 77, so good for Ben. Um, he's just had a pretty good year this year. He won the first two races, so see if he can use some of that uh, – road course strategy that he used in the absolute shit show of a race that uh, we had at the Daytona Roval and see what he can do, I guess. And probably the most anticipated Arca West race of the year just oh, because yeah, so all the cup guys bleach. Like, I know Chase Briscoe's in it this year. Yeah, he's usually in it. I, they, I don't have um, any of the lineups for that yet or any of the entry lists. The race that made Will Rogers like known. Yeah, he won that one a couple years ago, right? Did he? Did he win, or did he go like head to head with Harvick and then lose? Was Harvick like the the biggest leech of all uh, in that race? Yeah, you're a winner at the moment. You run that race. Yeah, you were an old man. Go go hang out with your son. Yeah, literally, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason. A Harvard race. I shout out Will Rogers for. I don't know. If, I I can't remember if he won it, finished second, but I knew he like Harvard gave him a big shout out for. You know what for happened? Doing good. He probably just came up a bit short. Ouch. As a as a five nine, five ten king on a good day, I felt that because I was always one of the shorter people in my class growing up, and I had a growth spurt. But ouch. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, I had to throw in a Will Rogers short joke. Of course. Um, yeah, uh, Kevin, you want to round up the field then? That's where I guess we're, we're, not gonna, we're not going to do picks um, this week. We probably might not honestly be doing picks too often on the podcast now. Um, we might get back into it a little, little bit later. We do know the starting lineup for this one, so I mean, we technically could, but I think that we should probably just save this for Twitter for right now and just go. Yeah, I need time to analyze it and all that. That's I think like, maybe in about like two, thing. three weeks, we'll get back to weekly picks. So bear yeah. with us. We weren't doing very well anyways, according to the point standings. We were all just flip-flopping each other. So I'm, I'm almost caught up on it. Um, but, you know, I did get some of our bonus points from Indy. And actually, I had the best finish. Because, no, I was going to pick Elio, to be honest with you. But I, I thought it would be safer to pick Palau. And, of course, uh, <laughs> both of them top two. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just, just an amazing, amazing job of picking this year, I guess. Um, but yeah, you want to round up the field here, Kevin? Yeah, so I went on to the, the classic NASCAR subreddit. First thing that I saw on the from the past week, Ty Gibbs in his ARCA car could have been on the pole for the Coca-Cola 600, albeit seven ARCA cars. Oh, wait, not it says even, not seven. Um, anyways. Arca cars qualified fast, faster than the 
Coca-Cola 600 cup cars. And I know yeah. we've had this conversation for the last couple of years, but it's just every time Bob Pockers tweets out something like Xfinity 650 horsepower this weekend, Cup 550, it just, it's like it's a knife nice. in my back. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, I rewatched qualifying on Friday, Saturday night um, at my buddy's place, and they had a, uh, thing on the screen that said speeds going to turn one and it just said like the top was 176 and i was just i wanted to vomit disgusting um so yeah not uh not really what you like seeing there and that's kind of a a little depressing so but um what else we got so chase elliott's going to go ahead and race for gms of the uh, truck race at texas so congratulations chase elliott on winning the truck race at Texas. Um, give him a little round of applause there. Um, so some fan news. So Daytona, Michigan, Talladega, Martinsville, Richmond, and Phoenix, which, by the way, also is going to be hosting, it looks like, the championship race in 2022. We'll have okay. full grandstands. One, three, three, three. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll ha- all have full grandstands. Kevin, are we doing Talladega this fall now? That's going to be full grandstands. I don't believe I can with my uh, Tallahassee sports marketing internship because we have a game that weekend, oh, and man, I, I unfortunately really have to go without you. I know I feel like an asshole. Oof. But well, we'll figure that one out. I guess I might. Yeah, I mean, I might those... still send the day after. Uh, we'll see. It might be a very long yeah, weekend. Yeah, but it won't be the same all. without you on Speedway Boulevard. I know, but you know, it'd be I'd be more inclined to go if they actually had shit going on at the track on a Friday. But... I'm hearing something, something about Daytona <laughs> in August. Apparently, th- this is something I heard. I don't know if it can be confirmed. Maybe you could confirm it, but apparently, they are opening the infield up for Daytona, full infield and party zone in the infield for Daytona. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, damn you, were, good I thought sign. you were getting at that they're having practice and qualifying. Yeah, no, I knew that they were doing that. I yeah, mean, that's Florida, a damn good sign for Talladega, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can have the boulevard, bro, but part of the part of the fun, man, is drivers getting off the track from Friday, going 210 miles per hour, and then just partying with y'all. And now they're... Man, like, I'm not going to deny, I feel like that's still going to happen come October, because that's still a couple... Way and, no, they're not going to have yeah. practice or qualifying. And oh, like, well, yeah, I, they're not going to practice or qualifying, but the drivers are still going to want are, are going to hang out on the boulevard. I oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I am quite excited though. Like, I I really do wish I could go that weekend because Xfinity is also racing there. So that Saturday is going to be slam packed with an Xfinity and a truck race, and obviously you got the Cup race on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Also, FSU's uh, first three start times for football got announced and unfortunately I'm going to have to miss the classic Richmond Cup Series. Oh no. Race. Oh no. What are you going to so, do? I got so worried when I first saw that it was the same weekend <laughs> as the Bristol Night Race. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Richmond. I was probably going to skip that anyway. So, so yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see what else we got here going on. I already said Ben Rhodes. Looks like Michael McDowell wants to go back to front row. I don't blame him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's literally on points in the playoffs. Obviously, he has the 500 win, but yeah. Yeah, so I guess I probably should have mentioned this with um, Kyle Larson's win. It does give Rick Hendrick his 269th uh, career win. Is that a double nice? A uh, double nice? nice? Nice. Because 69. Nice because it is also 
a career mm-hmm. benchmark for any team. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's super cool. It, it, they're probably glad. NASCAR's probably glad that that happened after that race because there was nothing yeah, else it's, to talk about. It's a, it's a good race to have that happen at the Coke 600. I'll say that. Yeah, that, that is a good race. That yeah, that makes it factor. gives it something. Um, I, apparently, um, he passed um, Richard Petty. Um, he did. I guess Petty Motorsports or Petty Enterprise, whatever they were back in the day. It's all fun and game until Eric Jones wins the next two weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what, Rick Hendrick? Um, yeah. So uh, apparently, Rick tried to recruit um, Petty to uh, race for him in the late eighties. Really? Yeah, apparently. So really, well, he really wouldn't have gotten any wins out of it. Ah, eh, probably not. Probably not getting much out of a fifty-year-old Richard Petty. I don't know. Um, I don't really see much else. I see Tony Robbins was interested in part ownership of Trackhouse Racing. Cool to see Pitbull was apparently at the track on um yeah Friday or or Saturday. So that's pretty cool. I'm be honest. I don't know who Tony Robbins is. He is the motivational speaker. Um, actually, a really um good motivational speaker. Uh, on on God, he actually I use some of his tips to help me get through like my first really really bad breakup. Like it really helped me like love myself a little bit more, which is nice. Okay. Um, apparently, kind of an asshole, but I I don't know too much about that. I don't want to speak on it, I guess. But yeah. um, yeah, he was also in that movie Shallow Hal. I'm really dating myself here. It's a Jack Black yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah, he like Tony Robbins like hypnotizes him into like seeing inner beauty of everyone. Um, hmm. If it was coming out now, that'd be an extremely problematic movie. But I will say, <laughs> he also had a there was also a skit with him in Family Guy where he just ate Peter for no reason, <laughs> just because he has a massive jaw. So that also happened. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't really have too much else, Kevin. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we got a fly fun weekend coming up uh and then all-star race soon enough indycar soon enough and then we got three f1 races in a row also coming up because we got baku this weekend and then a break and then three straight weekends of f1 it's gonna be very very exciting see if max were stopping now that he finally has a points lead if he can actually hold on to it so that's gonna be very exciting to see um yeah, we got a lot of road course racing this week, Kevin. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Rooting for our boy Preston Pardis. Go Miami. Um, Make sure to check out our partners at StadiumScene.tv. Uh, just, you know, go check them out for all your podcast needs. The Miami Heat got absolutely dunked on in the playoffs. And looks like the Los Angeles Lakers are one game away from being seen later. So, also, shout out, shout out to Lightning Hockey. Yes, shouts out to Lightning Hockey going up to nothing in the series against the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's a lot of fun to see for us. Probably see Young Gravy back in town, um, not <laughs> Kevin. Um, but yeah, if you know you like any of those sports with the playoffs going on or just you know some midseason baseball in full swing, make sure to check out the podcasts on them on StadiumScene.tv. You know, there's a lot of good podcasts going on. MLS season just started. I know they have a lot of good soccer podcasts on stadium scene and if you're a content creator go ahead and check them out they can uh, really help you get more listeners more people in um your corner listening to your podcasts with their mvp network so check them out it is stadiumscene.tv 
You can follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast, Instagram at LTLN Podcast. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stadium Scene so you can stay up to the date with us when we drop episodes. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? I got Kevin? too. Yeah, all I right. Mean, well, fun month. Looking forward. A lot of cool shit gonna happen. Uh, once again, I might go to Nashville. We'll see. We'll it see. works out in my schedule because I'll be in Tennessee those five days after in Gatlinburg. So I might make a uh, little you pit stop in, in Nashville. Yep. Well, until next time, I've been Anthony. And I've been Kevin. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. And now, from high above the start-finish line at Ontario, here is Ken Squire. City block in less than a second. Who will take the lion's share of $180,000 as it roars into the first turn and they begin to shuffle down the back straight away. It is a two-car joust. And now pulls in to appropriate the lead. Into turn three, he fireballs his way into the lead. Goes out in front by one, two, three car lengths here. It is a game of improvisation being played at its very best right now. All the leading car owners, the patrons of the art are here today. Talk about a choo-choo train. And look at that Oklahoma land rush back there. It is going to be a land rush to decide the Daytona 500. Down to the inside every so often to scoop some fresh air into the automobile because the gauges begin to roll around and get red and rosy out there. The gauges just get red and rosy out there and you have to watch them all the time. Lincoln car thrusting that machine back in front. Sticks it right in there out of turn number four. He may have shot his arrow a little. All right, episode 94. Getting up there, man. The Bill Elliott episode? Yeah, the Bill Elliott episode. One of his fucking 18 numbers he ran. His most iconic, some would say. One zero yeah. races in it. Did he? He, he well, did one zero like, races in the 94, didn't he? Because McDonald's hasn't won like, a race since Jimmy Spencer. I remember him flipping at Talladega, but like he didn't actually flip. He just kind of like had the most airborne ride. Of all time. Like uh, Kurt Busch last year. Even more airborne than that. Like Kurt Busch, yeah, he, like, but everything. I know which flip you're talking about. It's the one where Dale yeah. Sr. like goes like really hard in the wall, right? No, not that one. He, uh, it was down the back stretch in Talladega and like the air got under and like he was like up on literally his nose, but like the way it like the roof laps finally deployed it like. Like, he was literally, like, pointing towards the ground, but then sat back on, so it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I keep spilling soy sauce all over my shirt. I'm going to have to do laundry. <laughs> and there's, like, wasps outside. I don't want to deal with those bastards. It sucks not having a third person on. I have to try and keep my mouth not full of food. I'm so hungry. <laughs> If they, uh...